Wow, the gang's all here. Great. <laughs> um, you're on Too Many Jams. It's a show about all things 20-year-old. With help from friends, experts, and our own personal experiences, we hope to shed some light on those things that seem to leave our age group lost and confused. Um, we're joined by our roommates today. This is our first Full House podcast. And, um, you know, it's really exciting. We've been living together for a month now, and it's been great. You've met them before. They've, they've both had appearances, and uh, yeah, being all together has been has been really nice. So, uh, what's up, Kev? How's it going, producer Kev? Producer Kev, a lot of uh, a lot of house. love for producer Kev in these last couple episodes. Yeah, tons of uh, tons of feedback. Everyone's actually, everyone's complimenting. Everyone's you. complaining. <laughs> it's actually uh, Trav. Let me know on the the LA trip. Got one compliment. I was very pleased. Yeah, my buddy Cole was, was a big fan of uh, producer uh, Kev. Yes. Um, Cole would like producer Kev. Yeah, um, <laughs> he's a producer Kev kind of guy. He's a producer Kev kind of guy for sure. Uh, so, Kristen, what's what's it been life like like living with three like really good looking, handsome, successful guys? Yeah, it's been it's been hard. You know what I mean? Like a lot of sex dreams, mm. a lot of it's been really nice. Yeah, um, I uh. did I did have a sex dream about Kristen the other night. <laughs> And, yeah, uh, but, but we didn't actually we didn't have sex. It was not a sex dream. It was a makeout dream, and he came down and he said he didn't like it. Well, because yeah, I felt weird. I felt like we were doing something dirty. <clears throat> right. Um, and then Kevin gets night terrors. <laughs> yep, I do. So, I, so I in short, living with them has been a hellish nightmare. <laughs> no one, no one else has heard them yet. But I live right <laughs> next to Kev, and uh, sometimes just in the middle of the night, like four, actually more in the morning, like four a.m. in the morning. I'll hear <laughs> Kev just make like a bit of a yelping noise and then no. he like knocks over his water bottle or something and then he runs to, the, yeah. runs to the washroom and like slams his door. And the washroom is the safe place. Why don't you why don't that. you fill us in on what happened with the panther the other night? Okay, so um, this was the this was the second night terror of uh, in a row. So there's already one before that that was a little more chill. But it was just like there's some like, a sort chill of like, night terror. Yeah, like, <laughs> I was like, I've been here before. It's like some sort of mouse in my bed or something, and I kind of <laughs> jump into my bed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like whatever. Does that qualify as a night terror? No, that's it was, more yeah, of like a night scare. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this one was pretty intense. I woke up like waking dream style, and I saw a panther in my room, and I was <laughs> trembling. And I had my covers in my, <laughs> <laughs> in <Bitch>. my hand. <laughs> my and I was quivering. <laughs> and I didn't say this before, but I think in the dream state, there was someone in my bed with me, maybe like a significant other in this scenario. That's, that's, how you sh- that's, that's the terrifying mm, part. That's how you should have mm-hmm. known it was a dream, right? Because it's, <laughs> it's like, wait a second. Because you're alone. I'm all alone. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Trav. But, so I knew this was like make or break, like this thing's going to pounce. Like I need, I need to do something. Otherwise, I'm gonna get attacked by a panther. So, in a swift motion, I threw the blankets on top of it. Said peace out to this significant other. Sacrifice. Ran to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> so, if you're dating Kev, note to self: you will get left if there is a panther in your Any room. Any type of danger. Yeah, your your panther food, or you'll just get woken up in the middle of the night. <laughs> I'm actually yeah. so glad Robbie lives next to me. I feel like he gives the least like least yeah. fucks about yeah, it. Yeah, it was. You know what? 
that goes both ways because I forgot my key the other night. I'm like, oh, who can I call right now? Like, who so can I late annoy? right now <laughs> to come let me in? Yeah, Kev's yeah, definitely the, the nicest. Well, well, de- definitely. <laughs> if somebody called me, I'd be like, this is your fault. You'll learn next You're outside. Time. <laughs> definitely not Kristen because she's in bed by 930. Okay, I knew you were going to fucking bring this up. Also, you didn't even let me answer about how it's like li- living with you guys. And now I get to actually answer. Okay, dive right in. Okay. <laughs> no, it's been amazing. We all get along so great. We're having a really good time. Um, I think the sleeping thing is definitely funny for now because Trav, now. Trav thinks that just because I go to bed early means that no matter what time he's awake means that it, it's not his problem because I've been asleep for like four hours, even if it's like late. Well, no matter, you're like whatever. You're getting 12 hours of sleep. No, so fuck I, no, no, you. no. I, <laughs> like, I said doesn't matter. Anytime it's still 2 sub 11:30. Yeah, like, and I agreed. Yeah, so we're on the same page. Stop then yelling at me. Why are we yelling? Me. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, no, I definitely have. They're a bit more night owl-ish. I used to be like that, like a lot. Um, but lately, I've been much more on a regular sleep pattern, if not a little grandma-ish. I think it's probably because. Bitch. <laughs> okay, chill. Um, but like Andres goes to sleep so early because he has a condition. <laughs> he has like a sleep condition where his brain What's is it like called. What's it called? Um, shit. I uh, insomnia. Uh, hyper hypersomnia. In idiopathic hypersomnia. Wow, I'm really impressed that I pulled that out. Um, which means that his brain thing. is like constantly telling him to go to sleep and he's constantly fighting it off so he wants to be like in bed like 9 30 and he's like ready to power down but i like we still like hang out and stuff like we're not like actually asleep by that time but it's great because i actually get like a great nine hours if not more every single night but that's only if rob doesn't come home at 2 a.m being like yo (laughs) okay like 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 rob comes in the other night uh he has to work till 1 30 a.m i'm sorry some people here have jobs and uh, okay, you also don't have that much work. I have so, You're so much defensive work. Defensive of of Rob, he literally him and I resolved this. It's now you and I fighting about what <laughs> Rob did. I forgave but Rob. Rob came home. He tiptoed around like a nice guy. He comes to my door and he knocks. And he goes, "Trav, hey." Okay. That, no, it was know. it was one yo. It was one yo. At a normal speaking volume, which at two thirty is is loud because and there's then no sounds happening. He just said, "Hey." And no, I was, and he, I, I said, said well, your story isn't adding up. And this woke up Sleeping Beauty he said, over here. He said, hey. And I said, he said, yo. And he said, hey. I guarantee it. I was the one awake. You were the one, I, oh, I, I woke up from the. I said, yo. <laughs> I guarantee you said, hey. No, I like, know. I'll call Andres right now at I work. I said, yo. He said, hey, yo. I swear to God. Trav. I know. I was there. So were all of us. He, he said, hey. It was more traumatic for me because I was like, fuck, he's going to wake up Kristen and I'm going to hear about this. <laughs> I know you said, hey, you two always do this. Where I'm you fucking moving out, I swear. Said, <laughs> Kristen, I swear to God, you said, hey. I think I said, yo. No, you 100%. Okay, okay, is this really no. what this is about? You said, Nobody's listening I'm, to this I'm podcast team hey. right now. I'm just throwing out there, team hey. You, you said, cares. hey, I know you. You were there. Okay. okay. Nobody heard. Uh, it's important that I do this because they do this all the time where they'll fabricate something because they both, they both are just like, I think it was yo, and then they'll believe whatever each other says, and then they team up with me, both not knowing what the actual fucking. I'm gonna truth get Andres is. on the podcast, and he's gonna. It was hey. Um, it doesn't matter either way. It woke me up, but Rob and I resolved it, and we decided that it's it's fine. Just next time to be to whisper, not to say it's speaking volume, because at two it sounded really loud, and it woke me up, and it freaked me out. Why are you looking at me? I was I was I was in bed. Like, because you're defending him, and he and I have already resolved time. it. Yeah. So this is how it's We're going. <laughs> We live with Nazi Germany over here. <laughs> she has a curfew at nine thirty, oh and then oh my god, and then you if, did not. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Nazi Germany in the in the front left room. Um, no, what what it is? Our house has paper walls. Yeah, it's actually it has nothing to do with our living situation. It's more the fact that this house is made out of paper mache. Built. It's a really super old house in on Saint Clair West, and it's got really creaky floors. Really creaky floors. Like there's just no room for any imagination. Like I can hear Travis fap it every morning. Like. <laughs> Clear or as is day. there room for imagination? <laughs> You've been imagining me fapping it every morning? No, I just mean like there isn't that much room for imagination. You can really, like I know if somebody's gotten up, I know who it is based on where the creeks are in the floor. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. know what's going on in the house at basically all hours, which is fine. And I think as we get like through it, it's going to be easier and easier to like brush off those sounds. But since it's still kind of a new space for all of us, like I find... Sometimes, it, like I'm still like getting used to the sounds and the volume of everything. Yeah, I haven't had any not issues. in a good or bad way. Issues. Kev, Kev, I'm sound asleep usually. Yeah, it, you know what? The no, sli- Kev the sl- is just screaming. <laughs> in his yeah, room. By sound asleep, I mean any, like having. He can't hear any other sounds so. over the sounds of his screaming. But yeah, no, for it, the most part. Yeah, just uh, there's a little bit of uh, creakiness, but honestly, heavy sleepers on this side. Um, I recommend to Kristen earplugs, um, and maybe like a n- white noise generator. <laughs> a generator. I yeah, do sleep with a fan. That yeah. does help a lot. Uh, okay. Um, and right. Yeah. Like um, I'm just saying, it sounds more like a you problem. I'm not saying that it's not a me problem. I'm just saying, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. All right, moving on. Okay, cool. Sweet. I knew this was going to go into like a roast fest. I know. Let's just chill out. Let's actually. I do want to call you guys or not call you guys out. Like, um, like send out some love because I've ha- been having. So, we have so much fun. Like when the four of us are all hanging out. Like we've had this like nice little routine. Like sometimes we're like the four of us will go to the gym. And we'll all come back and we'll make like a really nice smoothie and we'll play like some nice Daniel Caesar in the kitchen and we like all hang out and like eat good food and like sit around our and new start table. Start up, it's dope. Yeah, and it gets really, really <laughs> sexual. But um, <laughs> been rolling so deep to yeah. the gym. <laughs> we, yeah, we actually squat up hard at the yeah, gym. Yeah, it's actually been, but it's been fun that we're all like positive. Um, like we have very positive effects on each other for the most part. So what what do you guys each hope to? kind of like get out of like we all moved out of our place except for our, our family homes except mm-hmm. for kevin Kev. mm-hmm. um with kind of like a goal in mind of what we wanted to get out of living in a space like this um what are you thinking well i've lived in two other spaces before i lived once on like dover Corden and bloor and then another time at like dufferin and queen and both of the times i like responded to facebook ads where it was like either a friend of a friend or like a random sublet thing where i was moving into a place where i didn't know anyone and i always was really craving after like an experience where i got to live with friends and actually have that like sense of like home i always felt like i was moving into somebody else's space and was very much like a visitor like i was taking over a sublet for a short amount of time or whatever and I couldn't really like occupy a living space comfortably because people were always already there and like very established. So I really wanted to move out with friends, A, because I feel like I felt like it was like about time. And also um, you two being quite creative initially. And like also Kev, you're like you your background is in like graphic graphic design and stuff like that, right? Or like com- or coding. UX. A little of this, a little of that, yeah. A little, but, but I mean, like, not like, uh, not that it matters if you're like an accountant or anything, but like, I feel like we all have like creative sides to us. So I was excited for living in a space where we were all going to be able to like collaborate and really be super supportive of each other's like side hustles. Like, I obviously um, really care about like environmentalism and doing that kind of stuff, like through social media. 
um and you guys have your band and everyone has like their things so it was nice i was excited at the prospect of like being in a space that was supportive of that so um at the end of this one year lease say mm. where, where do you kind of like what are you kind of hoping is flowing from yourself and from us as a group I hope we still like each other. <laughs> it's it's off to a patch to start. I know. Um, I don't know. It's hard to say. I, I really feel like, A, I'm hoping that we're all at a place where we don't really feel as much in transition. I know we're all very similar in terms of like our financial situations are kind of precarious and we're all kind of going on that um, like check to check, like scraping by shifts and stuff like that. Like I really hope for all of us. For myself especially, just because it's like I know how broke I am, but like for all of us that we're in a place where, whether it's our side hustles or whatever that have kind of manifested into more of like an actual thing, like kind of come to fruition a little bit more, mm-hmm. whether it's through your band and through the podcast um, or through like whatever endeavors I'm trying to get going, I'm hoping to like start selling like environmental products like off of my website and stuff like that and get yeah. my Instagram more off the ground. What and kind, kind of, of environmental products? Well, I was actually talking to Eli about it the other day. Um, like just even if it's like tote bags I kind of feel like there is this market for people that maybe don't necessarily shut the fuck up oh my god sorry <laughs> neighbors um but I feel like there's like a market for people that want to get off the ground with stuff like this but maybe don't feel like all the e- like super hippie eco products are for them so maybe like kind of bridging that gap for people by making cool almost like not designery products but like that middle ground where it's like not super expensive but it doesn't necessarily look like it was like made in a field surround you know what i mean like um so i'm hoping to maybe get some of that stuff off the ground in the coming months where and i also make my own like lip balms and like natural products that are natural products you make are insane you make Mm -hmm. really i make my own like lip balm moisturizers stuff like that i didn't know that yeah that's cool so they are pretty good so watch out plug yeah what's it called well, my website is called thegreenergood.net, but it's not on there yet. Greenergood15 for 15% off. Yeah, okay. she, has no, she has no products. <laughs> I don't have a market. I don't have a product and, yet. And also on that note, we said last podcast um, that we were setting up a wrist and rye discount code. You don't do that. Didn't do it. So if <laughs> anyone tried to buy something this last week. Send in a really angry email using a lot of expletives. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And dick pics, please. Please. Um, Thank you. It's funny though, Kristen, when we were growing up, Kristen was like very... Um, anti like capitalism and like not a, not into like all of our ideas were like help 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 and i'm like okay m- like money where well, is that we, we, we would always have these conversations and travis would be like i want to be a pilot because pilots get pussy i want to get i'm gonna get my <laughs> motorcycle license because motorcycle drivers get pussy and i'd be like i really want to live on a farm and yeah. have like a thousand kids that i've adopted and farmers like two thousand dogs no, and i was <laughs> like like i don't care about any money and now i'm like oh shit rent is a thing i'm eating cliff bars like three times a day and then i realized that you need money to get pussy so <laughs> it was all it was okay <laughs> no but i no but that is underneath all that gross shit is actual is, is an actual point where i've had to reconcile a lot of my like angst towards this idea that like capitalism or making money is an inherently negative thing but i can use those, those things to better my um, like the world and do more good so I have to stop having that negative relationship with money if I actually want to be an effective person in this world that's going to be contributing positively because right now I'm running at like 40% capacity of what I could actually be doing but if I actually like hustled really hard and got my platform off the ground and started making money from it I could just expand my reach even more and that's a really positive thing that does come from money I just have to kind of get over myself a little bit 100% mm-hmm. you got the right idea thanks Kev, let's let's turn over you for a sec. Yeah, 
<clears throat> so when I moved in here, like I moved in from a, like a sort of long-term sublet, like it sort of was supposed to be three months, then extended to a year. Same deal as like someone else's house, felt like their sort of thing. They were amazing, I love them a lot, but we didn't hang out on a day-to-day. So moving into here and just having our kind of community and like, I don't know, feels more like our space has been amazing. And also just I ran it, realized from, I pretty much was leaving, living alone. So just had like really bad habits in terms of like sleeping in, just not being motivated, not going to the gym. So like right away, move in, ask the guys. Operation tight you. Yeah. <laughs> Kev, Kev is a recent uh, Good Life member. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Represent. As of uh, a few I feel like, ago. honest to God, I should get some sort of referral money back for the amount you of- You do get a referral. <laughs> we just have never done it that way. Oh no. I think, I think the there three is a referral of you- program. I brought over to that Davisville Good Life for Operation Tight Unit. I always had a, I, I, I always had the account oh. though. I just oh, you always had a membership. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we actually make Operation Tight Unit shirts that we all work out in? Oh, I will kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> just me, but, I'll wear. Yeah, yeah. No, I like that idea actually. Uh, we'll be selling this merch. For, no, I'm just yeah. kidding. But fifteen percent off. Yeah. So you're you you came. I remember you came to us and you're like, uh, you guys get up, you know, early, wake me up. Uh, you guys go to the gym, bring me to the gym, and uh, get on that unit train. And you've also kind of um, fit in nicely with our dynamic. Like obviously, Chris and I go way back. Robbie and I go way back. And uh, you and I, we just kind of met over the last year working at Sip Bar. But we've always been a fan of Kev, and he just kind of came in here. And I was telling. Um, maybe it was Mark yesterday about you and just how like yeah uh, it was yesterday in these creative projects you've uh, it, it's really complimentary like what your skill set is like you're like oh like I I have uh, experience like you know cameras videos editing stuff like that and instead of being like okay oh I want to start my own podcast can you guys like help me like do all that you're like no like I I'll hop on the production role I'll help you guys get guests like he's been helping with the, the videography hops on when he can it's like really complimentary stuff so it's been kind of a seamless addition to the the trio. Yeah, overall, your whole yes man mentality mm. has been great. Like we had an audition the other day for music, and we were just like, "Oh, okay." Like Kev, do you want to go? And you're like, "Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I'm there." That was the best. Like, have you guys talked about that yet on, the, on here? No, no. We just did. Uh, we did an audition, Robbie and I, for a company that books artists around Toronto. And we were a little nervous. We hadn't played in a while, so yeah. we wanted Kev's support. And he came, and uh, he like proud parented us. Yeah. Um, also, huge move. Like Kev, Kev can talk to anyone. Kev's a chatter. And yeah. uh, so I hate when I go to gigs. I'm like a little nervous. I'm setting up. And uh, people- plus, you also just don't like to talk in general because you're like, I gotta save my vocal cords. Right. It's usually loud. It's usually like, and you're like, hey, like thanks for having us. And um, Kev just went in there talked to everyone while we were setting up took all the pressure off us and then they're like oh you guys are ready to go and Kev was like he just like backed out of there and I was like yes you got us a cup of water like a cup of water yeah I was like wow. he's an absolute and, legend room there. temperature too just how I like it mm. when I'm singing love a little lukewarm water mm-hmm. 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 so yeah it's been uh, it's been good so far anything else that you're kind of hoping to well yeah same as Chris like she's nailed it like we're all in transition so if we like down the line have more steady like on some trajectory, making good money, that sort of thing. Uh, I had some daydream the other day, though, where I was like, imagining like fucking this panther. Stop swearing. Sex panther. Ninety percent of the time works every time. Um, no, I was like imagining working like a because I worked an office job, so that'll be an interesting transition when that happens. Hopefully, in the next couple months. Is that what you're looking to yeah, do? Yeah, like the first like dev job I'll get will probably be like 
an office sort of imagine you get hired for like a work at home dev job that's like for like for uh, like an absolute startup and they're like set your own hours yeah. and like it's I not nothing that. that you're picturing for the office life <laughs> well even what? like tech, co- tech companies in general are not very like corporate they usually are pretty people wear pajamas and whatnot to work oh my god my sister that's what i hear my sister works at ubisoft and it's a, a lot of gamers and <laughs> no ubisoft <laughs> you, <laughs> i'd be hard all the time. Um, okay goodness gracious but yeah she says she says that some people will come into work in full clothes jeans like normal shirt and change into pjs in the office i love that like complete, really? so yeah. they're basically just like stunting for like a subway ride right like, trying to look yeah. cute they're like i that's have a real so job funny. and when they get there they're like Bleh. is that like on a designated day nope <laughs> this is like any day of the week this goes yep like every day of the week. <laughs> what would be mm. what would be your ideal dev job or like the ideal company definitely like a creative like a like would you want to work for one of the big ones like amazon or like google that or? would be or maybe down the line once i had like because i don't have enough experience yet so can i even imagine that yeah that would be cool but i like i like the idea of a smaller shop where you have more you see everything's coming together um, sort of like working with the design team and like it's more of a startup environment. Yeah, I think that would be cool. But yeah, we'll um, see. Yeah, you should just start. Yeah, networking at all the separate events. That yeah, work. even like uh, next week I'm working TechTO, so I should even just. You I just really should, just, should go. I should just buy you a ticket. Go, go to TechTO yeah, instead of working. Yeah, <laughs> it's also free drinks because we're serving there. Yeah. <laughs> No, I was gonna say to finish my daydream of the Panther. Um, <laughs> no, I was thinking, imagining like doing this job and being like not really loving it, and then all of a sudden, Famous is going on an Australian tour. Yeah. You guys got booked, well, and they're like, you Kev, Australia, you want to so go on coming. tour with us?" And I'm like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, let's go." <laughs> I just quit my job and tour go. manager. It's it's <laughs> a it's a potential reality. Um, the way the way I like to explain this to my parents when I talk to them is like, all these things we're doing, they feel like lottery tickets. And I think I've said this on the podcast before. I've never heard you say this before. Oh, it's just like. But I like this analogy. E- each project, <laughs> each project I have going, or like each like in, uh, each opportunity within each project, like maybe it's a partnership that comes in, or or a, a, a deal, or anything. It feels like a part uh, a lottery ticket, right? That's a great way of and looking at it. And the more work you put into it, the better your odds are of getting rich or winning the lottery, yeah. right? So. With Famous, like it, the music video in our launch and our EP launch and all that is like a potential lottery ticket that if it lands, yeah. you know, whatever the odds are in the universe of a band landing their first EP somewhere cool, that's like the chances of winning the lottery. And the more work and thought we put in, our chances go up. So um, with Famous, I feel like that could happen. Mm-hmm. With Wrist and Rye, like with the new partner coming in, wanting to do... Uh, advertising work that's like a lottery ticket that could pay off and yeah so it's it's like a cool way i like to think about stuff or and um is this something your parents get behind when you tell them this or <laughs> my parents specifically my mom shreds me on my uh, on my career path but she she does understand that analogy i lie but i think you need to ha- i i think well we've talked about this too before i don't think it's necessarily a bad thing that your parents aren't 100 percent on board because we've come from such like a social and financial safety net that like having that a little bit of angst to, to drive you almost in spite of your parents disagreement I think is good because I think if your parents were like you can do anything and if you ever need help anything financially or whatever we'll be here like that's great and that's what we've kind of lived in for a while but now your mom is like I'm not really that proud of this yeah <laughs> like and you could be like okay well I'm gonna show you I'm gonna like I'm gonna bust my ass and like 
she's just like trav please stop and you're like no mom this I'm is, be- it definitely makes me feel more like an artist yeah that's but i think sure. that's important because if you were so comfortable i think there's something to be said for like having support because i think bottom line is you know your parents like love you and support you but i think they are getting in that nervous place where they're like i don't really know what yeah like what, what's what's gonna give or when, when this is gonna go down because but I- I think that's a good thing. You should embrace throughout, that. Throughout, like, they've always been like, okay, you know, by, like, 23, he'll he'll have gotten this over this. This phase will be over. Yeah. yeah. No, they, they support me. And, like, even, like... Of course. Even with music and stuff, they're always the first ones to send it to their friends or mm-hmm. show up or if I do need money for whatever reason. Like, they, they totally support me. And the, the argument is not about whether or not uh, they will support me, whatever I'm doing. It's about to what extent I'm going to follow this dream and how much I'm going to pull on their resources. They're kind of getting a little fed up of that. What? Uh, yeah, I don't blame them for that. And part. I don't blame them either. <laughs> um, but they're definitely getting to the point where at least my mom is like, how realistic is this? Like, we're not, I'm mm-hmm. not fired up like about this and I, right. have to, I have to fight them on it a lot. Well, they're always balancing that like risk reward and w- yeah. you're mm-hmm. just fighting for that. Like, it's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. And they're like, when? Which is part of the reason why I wanted to move out. Like, keep you on this train. So I was living at home and... Um, I came from living on my own in London when I was running my business. I was in a few accelerators for my business. So I was always in this like upbeat environment. I was getting financial funding from the schools to support my business. I was really independent. I was working hard. I had a network of people to work with. And I really liked living on my own. I loved, I I wasn't like living on my own. You said you developed some bad habits. I felt actually I developed amazing habits living Mm. on my own. Like I was clean. I was, I was in control. Mm -hmm. No factors were affecting me. And then I moved back home to Toronto and home to me has always been a place of comfort, mm-hmm, like of not a work spot. No. And I struggled for om- like almost two full years trying to find uh, the same success I had in London at home and I just couldn't get there. I'd have spurts, I'd have months, mm-hmm. but it's part of the whole reason we started this podcast because I felt more lost than ever. Um, things were more expensive here. My friends were around. There's distractions all the time. I wasn't in my same su- support network. I wasn't getting grant funding. You don't funding. feel that push. I did not feel that push and I got very lost. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't realize how much environment affects me. And I told my mom, I was like, I know I don't have the money for it, but I think moving out is the environment change I need. And it's just about now I have forced financial obligations. I mm-hmm. was supporting myself at home. Right. Now with rent, I am below the threshold of where my lifestyle is supported. Of course. And it's put me in like a really stressful spot Mm -hmm. that I have to dig myself out. And it was part of our, like just, we learned this from the podcast, do it, figure it out. Um, So that's kind of where I'm at this month where I I legitimately need to figure it out this month or I'm in trouble. Right. And that's, that's like a cool type of stress that I haven't felt before. And the parents, obviously my debts are to them and not the bank so i have a little bit of comfort there but i feel i yeah, feel the pressure good. to pay it back just the same but there's less of that there's less of that choice like it's not like okay well i could go out tonight or i could save my money at home it's more of like no like these these obligations are bigger than me like it's taking that choice away like i have mm. to figure it out it's not like oh i hope i do it's like no like i i'm going to because there's no other option and that is like kind of forcing your hand to be like, okay, like let's take another mm-hmm. gig, let's do this, let's grind. Whereas you could before be like, okay, well I just got back from a trip, I'm kind of tired, like let's be low key. Now you're like, no, sorry, like I actually don't even have the time, enough de- like days in the week, mm-hmm. like I have to grind this out. Like that's where I'm at too, where like I booked a trip, not really having the mu- like the, the funds to do so. And now I'm like literally just like scrambling, trying to get jobs, like applying for things like on the phone with like my dad's friends, whatever friend to just like see what can happen. 
Whereas before, like maybe, like especially if I was at home, it'd be so easy for like two weeks to go by, and I'd be like, oh shit, I haven't, You've spent I like haven't, sixty bucks. I'm like, I've been going to the gym a lot, but I have not done anything like actually forwarding, forwarding like my, my development or it's like crazy. my if path you let at all. It, time just flies by and I th- that's the one thing that I was nervous about moving into this house because there have been mornings where like we all wake up and we make a pot of coffee and like mo- things move a little bit slowly like imagine living like I'm sure other people do as well but like your three closest friends like we have a lot of fun together and yes. things don't always move that yeah. quickly like there's not that same sense of urgency of being like okay well I really want to get this like you guys are really great um, like Trav and Robbie kind of sit down in the morning Trav like bruises uh, yerba mate tea and they go through like what they want to get accomplished for the day which I think is awesome and I'm a big list maker as well but I think some mornings we do kind of get the better of ourselves and being like we are just like four friends hanging out and it's really fun I think like it's hard to be like oh I'm gonna push myself out the door right now when everyone's having like this really nice morning all together but I think it is still positive overwhelmingly I, I was having this chat with Kevin and I was having this chat with Ben when I was in LA because Ben and all his friends were a very different vibe. So mm. I was like, hang out with these people. They had money. They had, they had like it was it was such money. a different feeling. What's that like? I know, but I just mean like <laughs> sorry. I just mean like they kind of had this like work hard, play hard mentality, yeah. which I'm a huge fan of. I mm-hmm. I was like that's what I was doing in London. I, right. And uh, it was like you know nice liquors on the counter. Where are we going right. tonight? It wasn't like saving money. It was like I worked hard all week. I earned this. Right. They're all overachievers at their job and and work long days. And I saw this like power from it and this like security. And what you'll find when you work at an office, because I've I've worked uh, corporate before, is society really does give you a lot of. It really rewards you with good feeling when you go on the traditional path. Like when I was wearing my uh, work outfit, my suit on the yeah. subway or. Well, like, yeah, all of our institutions are based around like mm-hmm. rewarding that kind of model of living. And, and it, it definitely like makes you feel like a, a productive part of society. Like, look at me fucking go. I know, actually. And, and you get a lot of that feeling. And I saw with these guys and I was thinking about this house and, the, and how we get along and we can live together very easily because we're all so chill and we're mm-hmm. all on a similar life path. Um, but it, it can be a negative when those days when when you don't want to work hard, we're the most forgiving for each other. Totally. We're like, yeah, I could chill out and watch. Yeah. Let's go to the gym in three hours. Oh, actually, no, I got to go out. Boss, okay, no like, gym. Breathing down your back. Totally. Or like, or like if you a, don't show up for one day of the week. Right. And that, that makes it. It can reinforce itself positively or negatively. Mm-hmm. And I think. We got to get it, ahead of it is all. We have to get ahead of it. And I think we all are like very good at keeping each other accountable as well. I. I I don't know because I was wrestling with this the other day because I've gotten I've been on the job hunt for a few months now really thinking that like this is my time where I'm actually going to keep my head down and either pursue my own personal things but I think with the financial situation that I'm in I'm going to have to take another job um, in the meantime but I have gotten a few job offers from places that are like we'll pay this and like not great like kind of a starter salary like you can work in an office it's not like a job that I'd be good at or like not I could definitely be good at it, but I wouldn't be really that into it. Like one was very sales oriented. One's very marketing oriented. Like I went to school for international development. Like those aren't my backgrounds at all. How do you develop internationals? We can get into that. (laughs) Um, But I've been wrestling with the fact that I have, I've sent those emails being like, thank you very much. But like, I am going to pursue like another path and then getting rejection emails from jobs that I've actually really wanted. Mm -hmm. And it's hard because you get kind of, 
you're like, wait, am I fucking like, am I Getting messing this up? Am I get, should, should I just take it like an entry level office job and get like a few paychecks where I'm actually like knowing how much money is going to come in every week? Or do I keep persisting with this and actually just like, cause it feels like this is the right thing to do. Like for me, this feels aligned with my values, like living this way. But then it's also like, wait, is that just me being lazy? And then, but also you take one of these jobs entry level something you're not interested in mm -hmm. it, you realize how much time that takes out of your week yeah and how much energy and then it i just don't know what value i want to place on money from your your own personal interest right that you have i just think i have too many hours in the week right now currently because it's so easy nice first call in who is it it's your, it's your mom oh it's my um mom. <laughs> Uh, I was gonna say I can't remember now Oh yeah I was gonna say Right now I think I have Just like too many hours In the week Where You know when you have like A really busy week But then you have like A Thursday off or something And you're like Hey Thursday I'm gonna get all this done Because I know that This is my one day off I have like four of those <laughs> So it's really difficult To be like Okay I wanna post Like I know like Planning out Instagrams Or whatever But like for this Like side project Where I wanna get people Really kind of involved in environmental work and like inspired by it I need to be more consistent with my with my posting and like getting on my website and stuff like that but having so many days in the week I almost like I'm way more count you'd think I'd be like all over it but I have almost too much time unfortunately and it's it's too bad from doing both I know that the solution isn't either like right if you start Perfect. to work more <laughs> you don't just all of a sudden get in control of your life and then use that time wisely. No. I, I see it on both sides. Our, our friends at work, uh, Ben in specific, his big argument all the time when we get on the phone is I don't have any time. Mm -hmm. I have no energy mm -hmm. at the end. Yeah. And then, so it's like the, the solution really always boils down to your own self-control right. no matter which way you take it. So that's why I've stopped kind of stressing as much about whether that's going to affect my success or not. And I'm just finding things that cover my needs. Um, like, so right now I need money. Mm -hmm. So I could get a job bartending or whatever to, to cover the cash. Uh, but I was like, you know what? Why not shoot for something cool that, that can benefit stuff in, in, in the creative space and maybe learn and, and have a job that's part-time, like somewhere in between. Like right. I think balances everything. Yeah, so I like that. If I can get a job at an agency that does, you know, some sort of film or music. Like sound or, production or something yeah, like that. Yeah, anything in, in that area where I can put in my 20, 30 hours a week. Um, and yeah, it's going to push stuff out of the way, but I'm not working the 60, 70 hours that maybe I was before when I was working full-time corporate. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, and finding that balance where you still have the freedom to work on your self-control because the reason why there's not a lot of entrepreneurs is self-control. It's, it's right. really just they, yeah, that's what it boils down they to. can't be their own boss. And um, I know I can because I've done it before, but I know how affected I am by my environment. And it's, uh, it was sitting here and, and uh, talking about what this house and how chill it is. I really want to, it's like I want to get you guys all on my page to like help me out you know what i mean yeah cause for me you are that guy you're like the motivator guy mm -hmm. but you don't have that for yourself I, here. I, like I, right like i need it uh, i need it in return i'm very like like reactive to stuff like that and if, I, if i'm around a lot of chilling i chill mm -hmm. and i can still kind of dig myself out as you say and like be the guy that's that's hustling a lot but it's a consistency i'm really it's that's what my environment affects is consistency mm -hmm. that's why at home it was in short bursts and then i would yeah. like go back to uh, whatever so um doing these morning meetings and maybe getting ahead of it and getting 
us all at least on a place where we can communicate what we want to do and hold each other accountable, I think it'll be a great start. But I always wonder like what it would be like to work with just like, or sorry, to live with just one of those crazy people that are just like one of those like mega entrepreneur, yeah, like, like up at 530, yeah, like up back. At, like, like I just worked out. I just did like my taxes. Three, three <laughs> weeks yeah. worth of meals. Like yeah, and <laughs> like working at home, like and on like a ha- similar schedule as us, except with that sort of crazy mindset. Yeah, I always wonder like mm-hmm. if it would affect you. But but at the same point, we always come back to will getting that job change your life? Well, it really always boils down to yeah. yourself. Totally, and and that's you actually a podcast it. that I was listening to. It was talking about how like it's it is so mental, and I think. I, I, I agree with what the podcast was saying and I don't they were saying basically like the, your ability to like be present and actually um, like be mentally present in anything that you're doing completely affects your ability to like enjoy that action so like even if you're in like a really menial job that you don't like you taking simple joys out of being in the present moment with that job will inherently make you enjoy that job more if that makes sense like Maybe, I don't know if I'm explaining this well, it was kind of a little out there, but it was kind of like the idea that it doesn't matter what the job is. If you are internally happy as an individual, like as yourself in a unit, you can really do anything because you are taking joy in like writing, like writing in that moment, like, cause there's nothing really else but the present. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, well, and I think this is like a bit of a d- different conversation than what we're having. Cause we're talking about like our dreams and us doing things. But I think there's a part of me that also thinks I could do whatever job because I can make fun or I can like make enjoyment out of it mm. absolutely and I think but I wrestle with that with with any job I think it's important to do it properly and mm-hmm. and find you know to build the skill set and build good habits mm-hmm. because I find that translates into anything you do right outside of that mm. I've always yeah. struggled with that too because there's two philosophies there's like the one that we kind of got brought up on like oh follow your dreams like what do you want to do with your life you have all these options kind of what's your purpose yeah. Yeah, like, what's your one thing? But then the other one I've heard is like, oh, no, you just, like, doing work in itself is a good thing. Like, you just, no one loves their job. You just do it well. And then through just almost, like, doing that, you end up being, like, feeling good. Kind like, of fulfilled. Thing. Like, you know that one yeah. guy who just, I forget his name, Dirty Jobs. Uh, oh, Mike yeah, Rowe? Mike Rowe. Yeah, he did this TED Talk about, like, just, like, just doing work and how, like, all these people he met through, like, the blue collar and that kind of thing. Like, they're right. really happy people. Doing it's true. Shit jobs, yeah. But they're like just doing work is good for you. Kind of I think it's hard because there is no. I don't think there is ever like a like a one size fits all with things like that. Like I was having a conversation with my dad and my brother yesterday. My brother's not super stoked on his job right now. It's like his second kind of office job. He doesn't like the location. He like whatever. And it is that like that kind of older school mentality where my dad's like, well, not everyone likes their jobs. So you know what? Just keep on working. Get that work. <coughs> get that experience. I'm over here being like. Start looking for another job. Like shocker, wow. another twenty-year-old no, at, at an I, entry-level job doesn't who, like. No, what I understand, doing. and I know it's like such a tiring trope. But I was just being like, like I guess I'm also biased because like I I care about my brother so much, and I want to see him happy, and I don't like seeing his like his mental health kind of like affected by how how crappy his work environment is. But I feel like that's such an old school mentality of being like, okay, well that's the workforce and you just got to play your role and whatever. And I'm like, I just think that does a disservice to so many people that get so comfortable in these jobs that really have such an, a unique skill set that is so unique, obviously to them that they could bring into 
bring into the world in a much brighter way like I think my brother is like one of the funniest dudes like he he literally can talk to anyone like he's so charismatic he's so much fun and then he has to drag his feet going into an office job every day that he doesn't really like that much and I'm like that's to me is a, is a bit of a shame because I would love to see him in a role where he actually could use his skill sets and like not be running to his car at the end of the day to get away from what sounds like and like a, a really not healthy work environment and I feel like that happens a lot. Like even with my dad, he got into the workforce through like his dad's friend or whatever into like a tech company. And now, however many years later, he's still in that field. And I don't know. I, he has built an incredible life outside of work, but he's never been one of those people. He always made jokes. Like even like a year ago, he's like, I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up. You know what I mean? That's like, hilarious. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I respect so much that he's he's grinded away and like built this life for my family. Like we go on trips together and it's like, I, I never grew up wanting for anything. And I think there's something really, really respectable and noble about that. And that's what a lot of my family has done. But I think there is something just as respectful, respectable about grinding. Period, totally. I agree that I agree with that as well. But I think there is that like dissection in the workforce where people are either like, you should really follow what you love. And like, that's what is going to bring you into like your greatest kind of self and like what I just you're going to contribute or you just grind away and you make the other stuff happen on the weekend. I think the answer is in between. Like, that's my whole thing has been balanced. I talked to my parents about it because they tell me about their lives and stuff like that. And at their time period, the whole point of this podcast is too many jams thing comes from the fact that we are a different generation. Mm -hmm. They grew up, uh, you need money, their job opportunities. They didn't have social media to see someone that's making money eating pickles on YouTube yeah. to fuck with their like, <laughs> no, I can honestly. do anything mentality. There's literally a YouTube channel YouTube. that is just, um, it's called like squirting mustard. Exactly. It's it just mustard getting squirted on different makes objects. 10 grand a month squirting mustard. Easily, yeah. Or how about the one we were watching last night, Kev, where this girl, she's a pastry chef and she tries to remake all of these uh, oh, chocolate bars. Oh, yeah, like bars. classic, yeah, classic yeah, yeah, chocolate yeah, bars. So these are people making money doing all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And then you see on Instagram thousands of people that have weird, cool jobs. Very unique to them. Very for unique the most to part. them. And you go, oh, shit, I could be anything. Um, the the difference for those people is they're all they're obviously every job sucks no matter what you do there's bad aspects to it right. even if you work aspects, for yourself of um, and they're showing just the best parts of their uh, their job and stuff which is different from the workforce because the workforce people they don't need that social validation because they already have it from society so they come out and they tell us the worst parts about their days right. so somewhere in between is the, is the truth of the matter and that. Working for yourself is great and all, but these are all the negatives that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. And working for a company is great and all, but because you don't need social validation, a lot of people often share the negative sides and can't get, right. can't get control of their attitudes about it. Mm -hmm. But our parents had a few options. They knew they needed money to build a life. The only way they could get their car, their cottage, raise their family was to, at that point in time, get a job. Work your way up but the corporate it, yeah, ladder. Yeah, but it, I think going back to like that micro point of just be like, just get a job and work and then through that you kind of find like what you like about it. There, It was such a different mindset because mm. nobody was looking for a job that was going to fulfill them. No. That was, was never even, nobody was selling that even as a job. Like people were going to be like, this is just your paycheck. You get a people great, weren't going to yeah. be like, you're going to do this and every single day when you walk into the office, you're going to feel so good about yourself. You're contributing. Like everyone was like, no, like this is your paycheck. This is your bonus, like whatever. These, uh, this is your like health insurance package or whatever it is that was never being sold to anyone so nobody was looking for it as a requirement now it's almost like you get a job as a barista and they're like this is the the, the etiquette like this is how you're going to contribute you know what I mean like it's almost sold to every job so I don't know it's so strange now it's so different I also think that their generation 
it was was more long term thinking. Totally. You know, like you get a job and then you settle into that, and you know, it's like you work up the ladder. Like twenty mm-hmm. twenty years yeah. go by, and it's like you you get to the places you want to be within that company. Mm-hmm. Uh, these days, people are more it's much more, more job transitional. Oriented. Yeah, totally. Like, do you like this job? We're just like transient people get this more job. in general. Like, you know, you do it for a year. If you And then you're going like to move to Australia and you, become a fitness like, model. Yeah, you travel the world or like if you like aspects of it, take from that and then apply it somewhere else and then kind of chart out your path that way. Right. What we learned in college was that, yeah, the, the job landscape is so different now. People are going to have 10 to 20 jobs now by the time they retire mm-hmm. uh, versus the two to three working your way up the ladder because now that companies also have access to so many candidates with the internet, they don't they don't promote internally as much. They do a lot of uh, cross-pollination. Cross-pollination. Yeah, hey, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so like there's all these changes that we have to navigate as the new generation facing technology coming through. There was a few generations before us that were kind of on the butt end of it where they they made it through without this insane like feeling that we have mm-hmm. whereas we're caught in the absolute thick of it like in the muck have to figure it out what's why we do this podcast we want to figure it out what is totally. the answer we don't know so the only way yeah. to figure it out is to try it so definitely out of this year i want to find that balance what is what is the way that i can kind of get what i need from society and society from me also have this lifestyle and and dream pursuing that social media show me that I can do and we'll figure it out and I'm hoping that living in this house the financial pressure the working proximity with creative people the fact that we all are dealing with the struggle in our own way can can weigh in on it and we can figure out a way if the four of us can achieve what we want to at the end of this year being financially uh, self-sufficient doing what we want then I think we've had a fucking amazing year and we've totally. figured out something really special. So mm-hmm. it's kind of an experiment. I think that's well said. So we all got to be accountability buddies for each other because I think we don't want to get into that. Like we, we definitely, I want to get more into that work hard, play hard. Like I want us to be able to chill at the end of our week, knowing mm-hmm. that we're chilling because yes. we just hustled all week, not because we just took some edibles and we want to watch a movie for the third time today. <laughs> Celebrating, not escaping. Like that's yeah, I totally. Want, I love that. Um, and I, so that's that is this is the first episode as a as a house, and we can update on this as we go. But we'll figure it out. We'll figure out a way that four creative people yeah. can become fucking dope rich ass and to be honest we don't have much of another choice we have to figure it out because rent is due (laughs) yeah Yeah. there's Uh, not really an option here we will figure it out we will figure it out out. and anything else dad no i think that's a good way to finish it off just want to say i love you guys love Love you too right back at you um (laughs) we all start uh, making out (laughs) (laughs) what's that we all just start making out (laughs) i love you man our handshakes to our house handshakes the orgy will be on youtube (laughs) Yes, tune into our YouTube for the orgy. We're all actually naked right now. Um, I'm the camera person. <laughs> and uh, for those people, I will put the Rest and Rye coupon in there now. This whole podcast, our whole lifestyle is basically sponsored by Rest and Rye. It's how I've been able to do anything creative for the last couple years. And if you're looking for a box spring, we have a double box spring. It's a twin. It's a twin. Please message us ASAP because Travis has yet to give it, get it out of our dining room. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> and on that note, we will see you next Tuesday. <laughs> Open up the champagne. Pop. It's my house. Come on. Turn it up. Uh. Hear a knock on the door and the night begins. 
Cause we've done this before, so you come on in. Make yourself at my home, tell me where you've been. Pour yourself something cold.